Thank you. Victory in Jesus, softly and tenderly.
Be seated, church. Good Sunday morning to you, church. Church, I would like to introduce to you Joyce Hortop. Joyce has been uh, Karen's piano teacher for the last eight years. And she's been taking piano lessons for the last eight, 18 years. <laughs> so I'm praising God this morning because this is the first time I got to hear her play in church. So thank you for making that possible. It is a start. I want to thank the church for your response last Sunday. I want to apologize to Karen Eklund. And even though uh, Rebecca's not here this morning, to Rebecca, uh, when I'm laying on the floor in my office not being able to breathe, I had both of these women, it seemed, right here. And uh, I'm not a good patient. I've made that known. So I, if I said anything I wasn't supposed to, or if I seemed very miserable, I apologize. And I, I thank you, Lonnie, for stepping up. And I thank the church uh, for the way you responded. I just had an asthma attack. I walked in the building and Whatever that smell was, it overtook me, uh, little by little. And when I was up here, I just couldn't breathe. So I made a mad dash, and uh, where's Eldon at? I love you, brother. Your inhaler tremendously helped me. Me too. Me too. I did have one under here. I did have one in my bag. I did have one in my office. But in my distress, I couldn't see them. And there, when you saw Karen come running out and going down center aisle, she went out to the truck to get one that we knew was there, uh, but we couldn't. And Joe, thank you for helping her. Uh, the next day, we were sitting in the truck, and I looked down, and it was right there. But in the midst of the distress, we, we couldn't see it. But God is good, and all the time. Uh, just a few announcements for you. Uh, Bible study this week at uh, Liebler's House. Covenant group meets. Community soup lunch meets. United Methodist Men's Breakfast on Saturday. Uh, on February 13th, after worship, there will be a Sweetheart's Potluck. And we were blessed by... Uh, Many pounds of uh, fresh ground beef, so uh, Karen and I will be making meatballs for that event and dishes to pass for Sweetheart Day. Next Sunday, immediately after church, just for a few minutes, says 15 minutes, it won't go that long, uh, but when worship is over, we're going to have a short meeting. Uh, I have a few things that I need to share with you. Giving statements are available in the back. Uh, on February 19th, there's a fall prevention here at the church. There are a couple nurses that need some continuing education, I believe it is. And they're going to put on a fall prevention 
class here. Cindy, do you want to say anything about the Zoom meeting that's coming up? There was a flyer in, I believe, last week's uh, bulletin uh, regarding the Tools for Ministry Zoom that will be next Saturday, and it begins at 9, and it ends at noon, but each session is an hour and a half, and there's um, a lot of different topics. If anyone is interested in taking the one on trauma, Angie? <laughs> Uh, I can have that Zoom available for you to watch here with me on Saturday. Thank you. Are there any announcements from any of you folks this morning? Wait for the, wait, wait for the microphone. I have a new runner today, so. Well, she's easier on the eye than you anyways. Amen to that. Yeah, yeah. She is. <laughs> I, um, we are getting ready for our annual spring bazaar for the UMW. There is an announcement in the bulletin, but I just wanted to call it to your attention. We are looking for people to make crafts and make baked goods and come and sell and buy and do all that kind of stuff. So the bazaar is going to be on Saturday, April 9th, starting at 8.30, goes till 2. And we will be having a luncheon. Thank you. Anyone else? If you join me in a moment of prayer, please. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in our midst. Thank you for the privilege to serve you. Thank you for the privilege to be your church. Father, give us clear hearing this day. Give us eyes that truly have vision. Father, if there's sin in our life, that we would confess it before you this day. Thank you that you meet us at our point of need and beyond. Thank you that you are the great I am. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Young disciples, please. on there you go so today I'm going to talk to you about gifts do you like gifts presents yeah all right well I'm going to have you open this gift it's really pretty on the outside right Let's see what's on the inside. Open it up. 
what's in there. How would you feel? I'll take that. How would you feel if you had this under the Christmas tree or under or for your birthday? Would you like a box with nothing in it? No. How about you? No one cares about the wrapping paper or the box. They just care about what's in it. That's right. Okay, that's great. So today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how being a Christian is kind of, we don't want to be an empty box, okay? So as a Christian, do you know what that means? That means that we love and we follow Christ and we do what his word says and his word is, comes from where? The Bible. The Bible. God's word comes from the Bible. So um, there was a man in the Bible. His name was John the Baptist. And I'm going to read to you a little bit about what he said. Um, This comes from the book of John, chapter 4. And it says, John replied, God in heaven appoints each man's work. My work is to prepare a way for man so that everyone will go to him. And he was talking about Jesus, okay? Then we're going to skip to verse 31. He has come from heaven, and he is greater than anyone else. I am of the earth, and my understanding is limited to the things of the earth. He tells what he has seen and heard, and how few believe what he tells them. Those who believe him discover that God is the fountain of truth. For this one, sent by God, and he's talking about Jesus, speaks God's words. For God's spirit is upon him without measure or any limit. The Father loves this man because he is his son, and God has given him everything there is. And everyone who trusts in him, God's son, to save them will have eternal life. Those those who do not believe and obey in him shall never see heaven, but the wrath of God remains upon them. So John the Baptist was actually Jesus' cousin, and he lived in the desert, and guess what he ate? Do you have any idea? He, he ate locusts, which were bugs, and he ate honey. And he came, and uh, he was here before Jesus to tell the people, to preach to the people, to tell them Jesus is coming. Okay? So when we are talking about being a Christian, sometimes the things that we do or sometimes the things that we say aren't so Christian or aren't so God-like, okay? So if you're mad at somebody at school or you just don't want them to play with you or you just kind of are having a bad day and you might, like, reach out and just say, I don't want to play with you or I don't like you, is that very Christian? No, it's not. So at those times, because we all have those times, at those times we need to just pray and say, God, please help me to be nice. And if you have a friend that's treating you like that, you need to say, can I pray with you and ask God to like, help you to be nice to everyone? Because how we are on the inside is really, we want to be pretty on the outside, but we also want to be nice and loving and kind on the inside, right? Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, please 
help us to just be kind and let Jesus' light shine through us. And when we face those times that we don't feel so good or so, or we don't feel so kind, let us just take a moment and ask Jesus to help us to do the, what you would like us to do. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. All right, I've got a little something for you. You can take one for your sister. Ivy, you want to take one of those? And I also have a coloring sheet if you want it. This is John the Baptist that shows him eating locusts and honey. And then I have a hidden word search, or hidden picture search. There you go. Yep, give one to your sister. All right, Ivy, here's yours. And there's John the Baptist. All right. You know, it's funny she said that because she's never, ever had to tell me those things. Especially when we had a flat tire. You should have heard those words, but I was giving him grace. (laughs) Who changed the flat tire? Uh, It's in the garage. Oh, it's in the garage? So you were blessed to have another vehicle. We were. Amen. Someone share a praise or a joy, and then we'll go to concerns. I have good news about Margaret Hurley. She got out of the hospital on Thursday afternoon uh, after about three weeks uh, from pneumonia and COVID, doing well, hopefully, recovering it at her uh, son's in Florida. Yeah, praise God. My daughter in England, I got to talk to them on the FaceTime thing yesterday, and it was kind of kind of fun to see a little granddaughter that's seven years old playing the piano a little bit, and it was kind of cool. God yeah, bless her. And I got a prayer request as well. Uh, my neighbor's wife, Carolyn, had a stroke on Friday night, and she's doing better. Uh, they're both, her husband and her work at Mercy Hospital, they're nurses, so... They are quite fortunate to have that. So just pray for Carolyn. Who else this morning has a praise? I got to have lunch with my granddaughters the other day, and girls can eat just as much as boys can. Amen. Who else? Okay, she'll she'll come to you. Um, Judy and I had a tremendous joy on Friday. Our granddaughter, we attended a ceremony at the University of Toledo. Uh, She's completed her classroom work for her uh, physician assistant curriculum, and she's starting her um, rotations tomorrow, her clinicals tomorrow. So 
she's been going to school for 80% of her life now, but tomorrow she's going to have a touch of the real world. She has to work for the next 12 days, 12 hours a day. Praise God. Amen. Karen, up here, please. First of all, I praise God that I'm able to be with you this morning. Um, first time I've been in this building here, other than many years ago, I was at a bazaar in the basement, but I'm very glad to be here and, uh, and worship with you this morning. And um, I just have to brag a little bit. I have a grand, uh, brand new, great grandbaby that was born on Friday, a beautiful little girl, Natalie Kate. So... I'm very proud of her. <laughs> so glad to be with you today. Amen. Amen. Now Phyllis had her hand up. Well, I'm glad to see uh, Bonnie Bonesteel in church this morning. She hasn't been feeling so well, so we're glad to have her here. And for the pianist, the piano teacher, it's good to have her here in Liz, in Liz's place. How many of you believe in the power of prayer? I have a request for the congregation this morning. If you're able to stand, if you would stand and turn that way towards. Can you get everybody, right? If if they stand and turn? Yeah, I'll get pretty much everybody. If, if you're able to stand and if you'd stand and turn that way. You know who I'm talking to this morning. This church is lifting you up in prayer. As you lay in your hospital bed, we're claiming victory through the shed blood of Jesus Christ over your life. We're believing that your addictions will be broken, your chains will be broken, and by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're going to be set free. You claim that, you receive that, and I will see you again soon. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Now, if you join me in prayer. Father, there are unspoken requests this morning. You know what the situations are without us even mentioning them. Father, I lift up Liz's mother to you this morning who fell and broke her arm. I lift up Carolyn who has had a stroke. I lift up Tom. Father, I lift up a young woman named Crystal and her husband and their two children. Lift up Margaret to you this morning. 
Thank you for new great-grandbabies. We'll ask a blessing upon Natalie. Father, I'm not quite sure the day that Tyler is deployed, but I lift that young man up to you this morning. And we pray a hedge of protection around him. Comfort Jordan. Wrap your arms around Paisley. We thank you for the protection on all those young men and women who serve. Father, thank you that you meet us at our need and beyond, that we're abundantly blessed. I lift up those who are facing tests this week, those who are waiting on surgeries, those who are recovering from surgery, those who are struggling this morning. Our hope is in you, Lord. Father, that you would hear us as we pray this morning, as we pray our Father. Ushers, if you would gather. Father, thank you this morning for these two beautiful ushers. Thank you for the opportunity to give a portion 
back to the work of your church. We bring tithes, we offer gifts, we are offering Father, we ask that you would touch it, multiply it, and allow us to continue to be your church. Where you've called us to make disciples, one life at a time. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Oh, here's a special for you, church.
Time for the young people to go downstairs. If Miss Karen gets out of line, you let me know, okay? I had a blessing that I wanted to share. A beautiful person brought over a beautiful pie this week. One of my favorite, mincemeat pie. But I noticed there was one piece missing out of it. And, and I'm good with that. It's the thought that counts, right? Knowing that mincemeat pie is really not Karen's thing. I ate half of it that night. I ate the rest of it for breakfast. And I'm just praising God for that pie. I had an experience yesterday. Brings us into the day that we live in. Because expectations have changed over time. Let me read the scripture first. One day Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. Where he was put every day to beg for, from those who were going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, and so did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. <laughs> I love it, Lord, thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The word of God for the people of God. I appreciated Lonnie's uh, message last Sunday on expectations. I appreciated the fact that I heard mention of the blood of the lamb on more than one occasion. I went to visit a person in the hospital yesterday. And you know, you can't just walk into the hospital anymore. They don't just let you in. You have to stop at the door and they check to see if you have a temperature. And then you go and sign in. There's two little bowls of pens. One says clean, one says dirty. Well, I want to sign my name. So I took the pen out and I signed my name and then I put the pen back. But I wasn't expecting the lady to tell me that I did it wrong. She says, now you have to bring me all those pens and I have to clean them. So she wiped them off and sanitized them and gave them back to me and I put them back. She says, who are you here to see? 
And I, I told her the name. And she said, would you spell that for me? And I said, no, I won't, because I don't know how to. And she got on her computer and she said to me, well, this is a new computer. I'm not expecting it to work like my last one, and it didn't work at all. She says, you have to spell his name right in order for you to get in here. I said, okay, wait. I says, I'll go out to the car, and I'll see if I can get the proper spelling of the name. Make a phone call. Think I have the proper spelling. Go back to the door and, oh, you have to sign in. But first we have to take your temperature. And lo and behold, I did the same thing. I took the pen out of the clean holder and did not put it in the dirty holder. I wasn't expecting the lady to tell me, well, you did it wrong again. So I took them over to her and she cleaned them again. And then she said, spell the name for me. So I spelled the name for her, but I did it wrong. I got the last letter wrong. So she says, that's not right. I'm just expecting to go in the hospital and see this person. So I tried it again and I used a different letter and she says, okay, you got it right. You can come in. It took a half hour to be allowed in the hospital. But I was in the wrong part of the hospital. I had to go back outside and get in the truck and go around to the back side of the hospital. And I don't know if I just look like I'm a shaggy character or what, but they would not just let me walk in. We, we live in a, in a different day. I'm not going to go into details. But I, I ask you to do something this morning that I believe in so much. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the cleansing of the human body from the Holy Spirit. And I believe that when, we, when this man sees us this morning, he's going to know that he's surrounded by love and that people are going to pray for him. And I made a commitment to him that I walk this journey with you. And I believe that God is going to heal this individual. See, now Isaiah 60 and 22, the scripture says, when the time is right, when the time is right, the Lord will make it happen. See, I don't know about you, but I, I get anxious about things. I want things to happen right now. Any, any of you like that? You want things to go right now. I'm not in control of things. I'm glad you're hugging on her. I'm not in control of things. Christ Jesus is in control of all things. I'm going to say it to you again. Because there may be a, a situation in your life that you're struggling with, that you've been praying about, and you haven't quite got the answer that you're expecting from God the Father. But his word says, when the time is right, he will make it happen. So quit fretting about things and, and trust. See, I'm expecting to, that God's going to bless this church in, in an abundant way that we've never experienced it before. Some of you have been coming here a long, long time, but God's word this morning is telling us that we're going to receive an abundant blessing from him. But I, I need to correct something. 
because I, I see something that's going on in the world that I, I laugh when I see it. If you're on your Facebook page, if you're on social media, and you, you see a little advertisement that says, uh, you're going to receive a million dollars in 10 minutes. If you believe this, type yes. Well, hogwash. You're not going to get it. That's not how he works. He blesses those that bless him. Oh, you're going to receive a brand new Maserati, Pastor Pat. Just type amen and believe it. Well, I don't believe it. I served at Carroll Churches for 11 years. And for about seven years, when we left the middle church to go to the third church, there was a white Corvette. Patsy Trish had this beautiful white Corvette. And I thought, that's what I want. And Sunday after Sunday, we'd drive by it, and I'd say, that's what I want. And I, I did it for years. And then one day, I, we drove by, and it was gone. And, and I found out that uh, she sold my car. And I was so disappointed. I wanted the car for the wrong reason. If you've better, ever been in the Carroll area, the Cowwood Road is a very straight, long road. And I thought, I can make this Corvette go 185 miles an hour down this road. I, wa I wanted it for the wrong reason. Instead, God provided a 2001 Buick LeSabre. It was black, four doors. But you know how good God is? I drove it for seven or eight years. My oldest son drove it for three years. My middle son drove it for two years. And our youngest son drove it for two years. And the only reason it died was because the door handles rusted out and you couldn't open the doors anymore. It had 364,000 miles on it. Because Jehovah Jireh, our God, provides. See, I'm expecting wonderful things from him. I'm expecting him to meet you at your point of need and beyond. Those of you who have been struggling with health issues, I believe that God is going to heal you. But you have to believe too. I remember the night when I'm laying in the hospital bed waiting for open heart surgery. And the doctor comes in and he says, uh, Pastor Pat, I can't guarantee you you're going to live through surgery tomorrow. I said, that's okay, doc. I said, you do your part because my Savior is going to do his part. And a quadruple bypass and 10 other heart surgeries. And lo and behold, here I am. I, I, honestly, I, I thought sort of last Sunday that he was going to call me home. when I was, I was laying on my floor in my office and I couldn't breathe. But what a better way to go. But it's really not that good of a way to go. Dr. John Wiley, while I was serving the Mickelson Church in Grayling, Dr. Wiley came up for communion, went back to his pew and fell over dead. I thought, what a great place to go in the Lord's house. It may have been for him, but for those of us left behind, it was a horrific experience. But God knows. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So I don't know what you're expecting from him this morning. Matthew 7 and 7, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. But you have to believe. Not just 
Well, he might do it for me. Well, I hope he hears me. He does hear you. But you have to believe. I had mentioned the faith of a mustard seed one time. Some of you farmers, you know that a, a mustard seed is smaller than that pen top. You just need faith the size of a mustard seed. Look at the mountain in your life and say, be moved. And in the name of Jesus Christ, your mountain will be moved. But you have to believe. You have to believe. This might be scary to some of you. I say it every Christmas. Some of you won't be with us next Christmas. Because God's going to call you home. I expect some people to die in the church. Could be me. We don't know. Could be you. You don't know. Behold, I cast thee from the face of the earth. Every one of us. Every one of us. Unless the Lord returns, we're going to face death. Not eternal damnation if you're a born again believer. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting that the church that we serve and the church that we worship together, that you are all born again believers. And when he whispers your name that day, you have no fear. Psalms 121. Where does, where does your help come from? I call folks from the church all the time. Yeah, I need your help. Called Hillbilly not long ago and went out to John's uh, storage unit and <laughs> I, I think I might have mentioned this to you. It's snowing, it's cold and we're trying to load this old uh, snowblower on the trailer. I don't know if he pushed me off the trailer or, or what, but I found myself bouncing on your concrete out there. So if there's a dent in there, it's for me. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to have things happen to us that we, I don't quite understand that. I thought Ed was my friend. I don't understand how I ended up on the concrete. But I expected this. And I expect this from you to each other and to the world, that you extend a hand to those who are down and out and that you help lift them up. And that for some people, the only Jesus they're going to see is through you. That's sort of scary sometimes. I saw Jesus firsthand this week. We did this food truck thing again. And it, it was cold, wasn't it cold? Was it cold? Huh? Was it cold? It was cold. Oh, yeah. And it was snowing? And the people were pleasant. They were expecting to see Jesus give them stuff, and they saw that. But I saw Jesus in who we served and who we were working with. I expect people to, if you're a member of this church... I expect you to be in church. If you're not able to be here this morning, I praise God that you have the opportunity to watch it on Facebook Live or YouTube or hear it on the radio. But that's some of the expectations of the pastor. 
You expect me to show up on Sunday. You expect me to be at the meetings. I'm expecting the same thing of you. Because we're the church. It's not just my, it's not my church. It's not your church. It belongs to Jesus Christ. And him glorified. Well, if you can't say amen to this, you might say, ouch. I expect you to give. Give your money. Give your time. Give your talents. Because everybody in this place has a purpose. Some are more financially blessed than others. Some can change the light bulb better than others. Some can lead prayer service better than others. But it's going to take all of us to make it work. I heard this this morning. I was listening to Dr. Billy Graham. He hit it right on the head if you ask me. Because you've heard me say, I hope I never become too religious. I don't want to be religious. I want to be Christian. And there's a difference. And Dr. Graham says, religion is man's attempt to reach God. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. But Christianity is God's way to reach man. I want him to see Jesus through me. I want him to see Jesus through you. I expect Jesus to return after you and me if we're believers. One day we're going to stand at the throne of judgment before him. And we're going to give an account of our life. Some of us have a scary past before we met Jesus. But he changes us. He takes a, the human body like a broken piece of clay and he puts it back together. And how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. A woman waited on me and I think it was tractor supply yesterday. And she said to me, how are you today, sir? And my response was, I'm set aside and highly favored. Yeah. But then she said, amen, and so am I. And I knew that she was a believer. People respond different ways to us Christians. You know, Christians have kept people out of the church for a long, long time. Because unchurched people believe that we're all perfect. And there's only one perfect in this place, and that's Jesus Christ. None of us. I appreciate that little guy. I hear you, Bo. He was here the other morning for blanket tying. And he went into the nursery and was playing with the toys. And I thought, well, I'm going to go in there and play with him. So I got down on the ground. And we were playing with some toys. And then I thought... How am I going to get up? <laughs> but for those moments, nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered. It's a little gradient in my time. 
we need to we need to seize those moments, those special moments where God brings special people into our life. But we need to share with those special people the love of Christ. So whatever you're struggling with this morning, whatever your burden is, expect great things in your life from Jesus. Expect nothing less than the best. Expect nothing less than he'll meet you at your point of need and beyond. I expect great things from him. Hmm. And this I learned, this lesson I learned. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share it with you. See, when Amanda was, when Amanda was pregnant, she, she was a pretty good-sized girl when she was pregnant. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Clarence was still here. Clarence was still with us. And every Sunday morning, in my time here, Clarence always said amen several times. Clarence said, pretty close to the Burgess family. And who comes out saying amen every Sunday? Every Sunday he's here, we hear amens. That's how good God is. But I learned this lesson yesterday. But for the grace of God, there go I. So whenever you think you have it bad, there's always someone in a much worse situation. But the God that I serve still sets the captive free. That's what I expect from my Savior. What are we playing? What are we singing? Blessed assurance.
Father, we have these blankets laid out on the altar this morning. Snuggle blankets. We created that ministry from snuggle blankets. They go to cancer patients. And folks that have terminal illnesses. So, Father, as we laid them out there today, we're expecting the blessing to somebody. So we ask your Holy Spirit to touch them. And maybe healing would take place through them. Through your blood. Through your love. That they'll see Jesus through us. We thank you, Father. And church, if, if you're expecting your glass to be half empty, it will be. But if you're expecting your glass, your life, to be overflowing, it can be. Choose for yourself this day who you will serve. As for my household, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you, church. And may God bless America. Amen.